<clears throat> Hello everybody, I'm here sitting down with the one and only Tyler Babin. Got the special taxi interview coming at you. Um, yeah, so today Babin and I met up in Vancouver. We ended up walking around Stanley Park shooting a little bit. And I uh, reached out to him on Instagram as he was looking to collab with somebody. And he reached back to me and said, let's do it. I was super, super nervous this whole day and still kind of am. But we've had some pretty good conversations, and I wanted to kind of pick his mind and have something that we can actually use in the future and have something recorded. So, with no further ado, let's jump right into this interview. I think jumping into it, let's really paint the picture that we are in the back of a cab running around Vancouver, and I feel like an absolute caveman being in a city that doesn't have Uber. I'm kind of freaking out, but I'm weirdly into it. It's got me excited. It's a whole different whole different environment out here not something you're used to at all we walked around in nature for like an hour and a half to well, actually probably like three hours now yeah. that's uh that's not something you're used to um so yeah tell me uh tell me a little bit about so we were talking earlier about how um kind of like how you how you got into this whole thing and like really we, the motivation behind uh you going into the creative arts and like finding it as your professional job um what would you say to somebody who is just thinking about starting into film photography, design, or any of the creative arts? I, first and foremost, would say it's important that if you're getting into it, you're getting into it not for the money or the fame or any of the ancillary things that may come along if you're lucky enough to strike oil. At the end of the day, if you take away the fact that this is how I make a living or the fact that like I have a good-sized following or all of those things... If I was working at Starbucks, I would still be making videos for myself on the weekend if no one ever saw them because it's just genuinely what I love to do. I think too many people see it as, you know, this bubble and like there's a moment happening and they're getting into film and photography thinking it's a gold mine and they're going to be famous and all those things. And to be honest, it's just so few and far between as many, you know, Casey Neistat's and Peter McCrimmon's and Sam Colder's there are, there's millions of people that aren't being seen and aren't being heard because like they're just not breaking through and so I think just getting into it for the right reason is like make sure that you genuinely just love creating and that's the thing that gets you off because if you're only doing it for for the the rewards that come with it you're probably going to be pretty disappointed absolutely and today we were already talking about how hard you work as a creative to make this life um, work and to make it actually feasible could you tell a little bit about uh, like your day and like what times you wake up and, and kind of how your day goes I mean the average day if I'm in New York because I spend so much time traveling starts um, six or seven in the morning uh, usually the first few hours of my day are the most creative and most productive and so I normally am jumping out of my bed and sprinting to my desk as fast as I can to get to work um, that usually, you know, will last me and I'll be in like a good creative flow until usually like one or two in the afternoon. I'll step away. That's where like the meeting time really kicks in. So anything that's mechanical that doesn't take a lot of like creative brain power gets slotted into the middle of the day. And then normally around six or seven at night is when I'll start kind of landing in that creative place again and can easily push into 10, 11, 12, one, five in the morning, whatever. Uh, whatever it may be if I'm in that zone I'll kind of just stay in like work until I can't keep my eyes open anymore because it's just what I love to do um, but then there's the other flip side that probably at this point 50 to 60 percent of my life is spent on the road and those days are completely abstract I've gone you know 
three days, three days, four days in a row of no sleep whatsoever, and you're just jumping on and off planes and shooting, and it's it's all gravy. And then you have moments of where you have a little bit of downtime, and maybe it's you know I'm I'm going to shoot a project in Hawaii, and it's I get an extra few hours to like hang out. It's always different, but this isn't as much a job as it is a lifestyle. I think that's really key, the lifestyle factor. Lots of people think this is a job and they treat it as such, but um, that's how you burn out really fast. Speaking of burning out, um, this is kind of like a nice little segue. Uh, I think a lot of people don't understand how much time you put into this job and how much time you put into your own content, your own personal life, and uh, your own vision of what you want the future to look like. Um, Could you just tell a little bit about how you've been feeling the last few months and um, kind of what... uh, has led you to this decision of um, going forward? Yeah, so I mean, at this exact moment, I'm in the worst creative burnout I've ever experienced and that I, you know, do two, you know, two full-time jobs and my full-time job is working 60, 70 hours a week. Um, I really never turn off. And the result is me thinking that that was the only way to be successful is that I had to work around the clock and I had to like burn the midnight oil and never quit. And that was what was making me successful. And now I've realized that I'm struggling to come up with ideas. I'm, it's the first time in my life where I kind of don't want to be creative, where I want to step away from being creative. And so, you know, it's, it's funny that we're, we're recording this is my, my last project before I'm taking a few days off work, which is the first time in three years. I've worked seven days a week for three years. It's the first time I'm going to take a step back and not work for a couple days. And to me, just taking three days off work seems so insane. Um, But I'm so burnt out right now and I feel so sort of stuck in the place that I'm at that I have to completely break all of my patterns to try and move forward. Absolutely. How do you plan on breaking some of those patterns? Um, I mean, I'm going to fully unplug my entire life for three days when I get back to New York. Like, I'm taking Instagram off my phone. I'm not going to touch a camera. I'm going to sit in my bed and watch Netflix and like walk around New York and try and like just have a lot of conversations with myself and figuring out how I want to attack the last few months of 2018 and just fully recharge and not need to be creating ideas and concepts and content. And that's so much of my life and it's so extreme and it's like just been on tilt for three years that for me to take a step back is, uh, I think going to reset my life in a way that and it's funny talking about this which is like three days which most people like that's it's just three days right it's it's nothing but for me I've gone so hard for three years that the idea of three days might as well be three months yeah I can't even imagine because I've been following you for a very long time since you started working with Gary and it's it's every day man like you were probably by far one of the most humble hard-working people I've ever met um yeah, I think the importance of taking a step back and taking a break is really undervalued in what we do as creatives. I think lots of because of what we do is project-based or based off of how hard we work, lots of the time we feel guilty taking time off. Is is that something you feel as well, or, or is that just maybe just me? <laughs> no, you're 100% right. I think it's two things. One, we're in this culture economy, or uh, excuse me, um, this like hustle culture of like you have to work 24 7 and if you're not working you suck right like I think that in a macro is is what especially in the states I guess of how a lot of people feel is that you should just like literally be a workaholic and if you're not you're doing something wrong and 
especially I think that's pushed even further in a creative field where you're for some reason expected to just be on 24 seven and to always have good ideas and always be like presenting and, and going for it. And I think that it's taken a long time for me to be honest with myself and that that isn't the best way to like move the needle. You know, like for me, I need to be able to like recharge and take a step back and not beat myself up over it. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't realize that too, but taking a step back and resetting is, is so key. So after, uh, I, I kind of want to bring this back a little bit. So we've talked about kind of hustling hard and then coming to the point where you just need to take a break and stuff like that. Um, what about for people that are not sure if they, if they need to take a break or if they're just uh, very drained from doing client projects or whatever they are? Um, do you have any advice on kind of how to switch up your routine or how you would recommend switching up routines and attacking a new project or attacking a whole different field? Yeah. I mean, I think the thing about creativity is sometimes we think we're burnt out and we're not. So switching up the tiniest things can make dramatic differences. Literally, if you're a photographer, switching to a different camera platform is such a simple fix that will get your mind working in another way. And that like might be the unlock. Maybe it's you shouldn't be shooting weddings anymore. So you should go shoot like bike racing for a weekend. Like, I don't know what that is. But for me, it's it's whatever your like project is, you should flip it into a million different ways to things you've never done before and put yourself on platforms you've never worked on. Just completely like break everything because I would say for nine out of 10 people, that's what you're burnt out on. You're burnt out on the subject matter you're creating. You're not actually fried to that point where like you're just about to crack. That would be my thing is is just breaking patterns of what you're working on. Like, and it sounds cheesy, but like I always hear people say, take a different way to work or like go somewhere new for lunch. You've never been like do all those little things to like just completely split from your normal day to day. And it's going to make you see the world in different ways. Absolutely. I think perspective is key. And I think that um, getting a chance to sit down with you and talk to about your perspective is absolutely insane, especially with the people that you've worked with and some of the projects that you've been able to do. So I think, yeah, changing your perspective, no matter how simple, can make the biggest of differences for sure. We're all like we're all creatures of habit, right? Like we all fall into those routines and like do it every day. And so I think we we kind of look at it like breaking those patterns is kind of a funny thing of like, oh, yeah, that's cute, but it's not really going to do that much. But whenever you actually get into that pattern of like really, really breaking it, I think you're just like blindsided by how much it distorts everything like and breaks the way you're looking at things absolutely do you do um any like filmmaking challenges or photo challenges where you really limit yourself to say um only doing like portrait photography with a certain lens and you give yourself like two hours to go out do you do any exercises like that i do i tend to push them even further into like weird niches of I'll literally go out and say I can only photograph things that are yellow. You know, like, like I'll base it on, like, color or subject or anything. I actually think putting yourself in creative boxes, creatives love to say, like, don't put me in a box, let me do whatever I want. It's great in theory, but for me, that leaves far too many options open. If you tell me to walk outside and make a great picture, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to come up with because there's too many options. But if you say, go make a great picture of something yellow and the subject has to be coffee i'm like all right well i can work with that because you gave me parameters so i'm super big on that i think people people sleep on putting yourself in a box and and trying to to create under pressure so i think it's the best way it's also for me i love 
limiting myself like gear wise you mentioned like you have to use like one lens i i mean i shoot on a 1dx mark ii right it's like the top level camera canon makes and i'm so fucking spoiled by it that the best thing for me to do is walk out with just my phone or a point and shoot or something like that because it like takes away all the things that make um my gear perfect and forces me to like be more resourceful absolutely I think being resourceful is so key in our industry too because like you can have an array of lenses and a whole kit but you never know like sometimes you forget a battery to the camera and you're like well I got to shoot in my iPhone now so I really think um, playing with parameters and limits make you a, a much better filmmaker and photographer in general um, this one is not so much a creative question as it is like a business mental question uh, I really am curious around and I've already got a picture of it yeah your building will be on the left side but Okay, perfect. Okay, cool. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can just drop us wherever here. This this will be good. Um. Yeah, this this is good right here. Cool. All right. I mean, if you want to pause, we can like. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna pause this real quick. Thanks, buddy. How you feel? I'm sure we can find another like quiet spot somewhere. Even a gentleman and pays for the car rides. Okay, I apologize for the sound. It's going to get really loud here. question or one of my last questions this one is for people that are wanting to break out of whatever industry job blah 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 that they're in and um, they're just needing some practical advice on how to reach out to people how to talk to people how to make connections uh, you're a very well connected guy how did you go about that um, I think a lot of it is don't be afraid to shoot your shot <laughs> That's like the biggest thing. And once you make one really good connection, everything else is going to be, uh, you know, move exponentially faster. So like overindulge in reaching out to people. It's like, you know, you, you sent me that DM and it was, or you DM me or like commented or whatever it was. And like a lot of it is timing, right? Like I happened to like have picked up my phone and like the notification was the first thing I saw and I was like, cool. And so I, I was able to reach out. A lot of people, I think, reach out once and don't get the answer they want and then never do it again. And they're like, oh, it's a no. Like, I have to move on. But I think that's, like, especially when you're reaching out to people that, like, have an audience and, like, have a lot of attention. Um, don't be afraid to, like, let's, like, pit stop for a second. Um, 
don't be afraid to to like reach out consistently and like say hello and what's up and like i said it, it all starts with that first one like the zero to one's the hardest part and now that i have like a network of people around me it's funny like feeling like i'm limitless to who i can get to even if i don't know that person because it's like the six degrees of separation like i know i can get to that person somehow so it's just constantly shooting your shot absolutely i like that um I have, I have a couple more questions going on uh, just through my head with that. So shooting your shot, taking the chance, um, would you recommend working for free or would you recommend um, taking on like your own creative product or projects, uh, doing it for yourself and just saying like, fuck it? I think everyone has, I think everyone's like personal situation is different, right? Because like at the end of the day, you have to pay bills and so you have to figure out how to survive I think everything above survival is like extra shit that you don't need I think that's like being fancy so for me I mean if, if we really go back to like a day one situation what I would do now I would much rather be working at Starbucks and then making videos I was insanely passionate about on the side to like build out my portfolio and then go into charging later into it than work on projects for free that I wasn't having fun with you know what I mean? And that being said, like, there's always, you can always call an audible on those. And, like, sometimes there's going to be projects that the connection is that good and that it's worth doing for free. But for me, I'm, I'm much more interested in doing things that I'm genuinely passionate about because I want to level up to a place where I'm only getting paid for projects that I care that much about. Like, I want to wake up and work on dream projects every single day. And I think that if you only, you know, if you're like shooting weddings for free because it's like a good connection, it's cool, but you're gonna pigeonhole yourself into being a wedding photographer and that's not what you actually wanna do. Absolutely, that's the best way to put it, I think. You gotta go for what you really want and, and find that passion, that genuine passion. Um, do you live in a state of genuine passion for some of the stuff that you do now? Um, it's highs and lows, right? Like I think life got really complicated really fast yeah. and so in a macro, I am, happier than I've ever been and I'm so grateful for everything I work on but I'm now getting to a place where I'm able to kind of refine right like I get to ask myself every day is this what I'm really 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 want to do and maybe it's only like 70% there maybe like there's a little part of my life that I don't you know I'm not obsessed with the projects I'm working on but I'm able to like get myself closer and closer and closer every day to only working on the things I care the most about um but in a macro, yeah, I, I will only work on things. I'm, I'm, there's like a Steve Jobs quote, and it's like every day ask yourself, like when you look yourself in the mirror, are you happy with like what you're doing today? And if that answer is no too many times in a row, like I have no problem like pulling the emergency brake on my entire life and switching up everything. That's really powerful, man. Uh, I don't think a lot of people do that. I don't think they look at themselves as a reflection and being like, am I actually genuinely happy? Um, we were talking about this earlier Not today to like, and like I'm gonna harp and like get super weird Like I have the words memento mori tattooed on my arm Which like reminds me that I'm gonna die every day and I think like death gets weird And I don't think people should like live too much of their life obsessing over death, but When you understand you have nothing to lose because at the end of the day You're gonna die regardless you have no other option But to like give it everything you've got you have to like, and like, I don't know what happens after all this, but I'm going to act like nothing does because I want to get everything out of this life that I can. That's really powerful, man. hundred percent. Um, cool. I want to ask you one final question and then we'll, we'll walk in. Um, we were talking a little bit about 
working at a job and kind of like grinding for money or grinding for uh, things that don't actually fuel you and it's not your genuine passion. I know that your parents um, work jobs that were very difficult on them and uh, were not their genuine passions. Um, could you just tell a little bit of the story that made you really, uh, that switched your mindset onto going into uh, the creative arts full time and, and not stopping and not looking back? Yeah, I mean, I think on some level I always knew that it would, you know, I would reach a point where, like, I went for it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I spent so much of my life, like, watching my parents wake up and, like, didn't love the jobs they were doing and always had the mindset of, like, oh, like, we do jobs we don't like so you can have the opportunities to do the jobs you want. And, I mean, to have a super real moment, it was, like, when your mom looks at you and, like, cries and, and is, like, yo, if you can figure out how to make this creative thing work for you, like go all in and like never stop. And for me, that's at the end of the hardest days where I feel like something's not working or I'm not moving at the level I want to, to be able to like pull yourself out of it and take a step back and be like, yo, at the end of the worst day, like I'm making videos and creating photos and I'm able to make a pretty decent living from it. Like I won the lottery. 100% man. Is there anything else that you wanted to say? Any uh, mind, mindset tips or suggestions you would leave people? Just don't don't overthink shit too much. Like at the end of the day, I, I hate like the whole like death conversation makes people uncomfortable. But when you really, really come to grips with that, that like this is your one shot to make it happen. It's like all of your fears slowly will start melting away. Like when you really, really, really understand it. And I think most people say they get it and they don't. I think when you really, really get it, there's no need to be scared of anything. Awesome. We're going to end on that. Thank you so much, Bavin. I really appreciate it, man. More interviews to come. Thank you so much for listening. That's all for now.